grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dearly beloved, God is at his best when life is at its worst. I realize that statement defies the way most people think about God. It almost seems contradictory, paradoxical. Aren't there televangelists who keep promising us our best life now? Regardless of all the lies and false teachings out there, God is at his best when life is at its worst. Even in the midst of COVID-19, even in the midst of pandemic, even in the midst of social distancing and isolation. It takes faith to believe this. It takes faith to believe that God is still firmly in control. It takes faith to believe that God is at his best right here, right now, when people are worried and fearful, when people are fully aware how vulnerable they are, when people are starkly reminded that death is always near. Whether this pandemic is a punishment or a wake-up call, even if it comes from the devil himself, God can and will use it to draw sinners to himself. For he has promised to work all things to your eternal good. So do not despair, do not worry, do not fear. Think of all the earthly things on your calendar that regularly consume your time and attention. God has cleared almost all of it away so that you might see more clearly the Jesus who enters Jerusalem to save you, the Jesus who gives you a new and better Passover meal, the Jesus who goes to the cross to win your salvation. What's more, as this coronavirus can strike anyone at any time, know for certain that God's grace is sufficient for you, for his power is made perfect in your weakness. God is at his best when life is at its worst. In today's Holy Gospel, we see a spontaneous parade take shape along the road leading from the Mount of Olives into the Holy City. Along this road are pilgrims in Jerusalem for the annual Passover celebration. Suddenly word comes to them that the Galilean named Jesus is approaching, the one who preached and taught with authority, the one who changed water into wine, the one who multiplied bread and fish, the one who walked on water, the one who healed the sick, gave sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf the one who just raised Lazarus from the dead. Some of the pilgrims run into Jerusalem and tell others, who immediately come out to greet him with an impromptu parade. Finally, this renowned Galilean draws near. He is riding on a donkey's colt, followed by twelve men and several women. So the people in the crowd lay down their cloaks before him, wave their palm branches, and greet this king, just as the prophet Zechariah said they would, with shouts of Hosanna. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. In the outer court of the temple, even the little children join in the fun. Hosanna to the son of David. If one looks solely at the triumphal entry that Sunday, it seems that Jesus is at the height of his popularity. Even the frustrating voices of Jesus' enemies is telling. 
you see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. But things are not always as they seem on the surface. As the week unfolds, most of those in Jerusalem will abandon this Galilean. His sermons about a grain of wheat falling into the earth and dying, about hating one's life in this world in order to keep it, about being lifted up from the earth to draw all people to himself. Those sermons do not meet their expectations. They want a Messiah who will save them from the Romans. And then there's that difficult calling to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. For these and other reasons, it is not long before the cries of Hosanna and blessed is he are replaced with screams of crucify him and mocking, if you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Even among those who do believe in Jesus, St. John ends today's holy gospel with an incredibly profound statement. Many even among the authorities believed in Jesus, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. You've been there. You've done that. Rather than being mocked and ridiculed for Jesus, you have kept your mouth shut. You have hidden your faith. After all, the glory that comes from God is not really visible in this life, but the glory that comes from man offers instant gratification, and the old Adam inside craves that pat on the back from the world. Imagine being the one on the borrowed donkey. Jesus knew the crowd's cheers would soon turn to jeers. He knew their songs of praise would soon turn to shouts for death. He is not fooled. Jesus knows the entire Passion history, even before it's written. In fact, he committed himself to playing the lead role before the foundation of the world was even laid. To state it as simply as can be, Jesus was born to die. His very name means the one who will save his people from their sins. He grew up helping his father work with wood in the family carpentry business, knowing that one day he would be fastened to a wooden cross. He went to the Jordan River to undergo the same baptism sinners were undergoing, knowing that he would bear those sins on the cross. Out of love for every sinner, out of love for you, Jesus rides on in majesty, in lowly pomp, rides on to die. Not because he is a death wish, but because he knows what will happen to you and me and every other sinner if he doesn't. Love motivated him to ride on through the cheers to the jeers. Holy Week reminds us that the only path to glory is through the cross. The only path to life is through death. The only path to forgiveness is through the shedding of blood. So while the parade on Palm Sunday was quite impressive, it is really the parade on Good Friday that reveals the true glory and the true heart of God. That parade route led from the Praetorium to a hill called Golgotha, 
Along that parade route, a man named Simon was chosen by the soldiers to bear the cross of Christ. Simon is not alone, for you and I are also given our crosses to bear as well. Can it really be so? Can the God who loves us with an everlasting love really place a cross upon us? One thing Holy Scripture makes clear over and over again is this truth. God is at his best when life is at its worst. God is strongest when you are weakest. For when you have nothing to hold on to except God himself, then you are finally living by grace alone, through faith alone, in him alone. Keep that in mind as this pandemic grows, as our economy tanks, as your portfolio takes a beating, as all of our worldly idols crumble into dust. God is at his best when life is at its worst. God is strongest when you are weakest. Do you trust him? Holy Week keeps us honest, for it is impossible to look at Jesus on the cross and think that sin doesn't matter. Whatever crosses you have been given to bear, dear friends, each has been designed by a loving Heavenly Father to lead you back to Him daily in repentance and to draw you back to your Savior in whom there is forgiveness, life, and salvation. Christianity makes no promises that you will be healthy, wealthy, or wise. Christianity makes no promises that the coronavirus won't plague you. But it does promise you that in Jesus there is forgiveness for every sin, strength for every weakness, hope for every heartache, and the peace that passes all understanding. This is your week, O sinner. Though you were lost, Jesus has found you. Though you were dead in trespasses and sins, Jesus has given you new life. Though you were the prodigal, Jesus has welcomed you home. So come clean today. Acknowledge your evil desires, your wicked thoughts, your unkind words, your sinful deeds. Repent of your pride, your greed, your covetousness, your envy, your lust, your addictions, your pet sins. Plead guilty of your failure to hold preaching and God's word sacred, your failure to call upon God's name in every trouble, your failure to fear, love, and trust in him above all things. For everyone who comes to the cross confessing his sin and looking to Jesus Christ in faith, leaves the cross rejoicing in what the blood of Christ has won and the mercy of Christ has accomplished. So wave your palms and sing your hosannas as you follow today's parade into Jerusalem. But whatever you do, don't miss the parade to the cross this Friday. Come to the cross this Friday and discover your value to God, the measure of his love for you, and the richness of his grace toward you. The cross is not just Jesus' story, you know. It's also your story. So come near in faith. Take to heart the greatest act of love the world has ever known. Rejoice in what your baptism promises and gives. And then live out in fullness the new life that is yours in Jesus' death and resurrection.
Before the cross, you are nothing, but in the cross, you are everything Jesus is. In the cross, you are holy and righteous. In the cross, heaven is open to you. In the cross, you are a beloved son of the Father, with whom he is well pleased. No wonder we sing, Ride on, ride on in majesty, in lowly pomp, ride on to die. Bow thy meek head to mortal pain, then take, O God, thy power and reign. God grant you a blessed week, for Jesus' sake. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.